Hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 233. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest, Mr. Mike from True Fan Marketing. I want to say thank you for him to coming, uh, making this all possible, first off, because this is through the magic of the internet. We are during the pandemic, and so what we decided to do was host all of our upcoming uh, episodes through either Skype or some kind of recording through a non face-to-face if they feel that way we still open our doors to those who want to come in because we know that it sound quality and the face-to-face element is a little bit nicer for those of you who need that face-to-face in-person kind of feel so we're available to you guys but overall it was a great episode I'm very excited to share this with all of you Um, I'm very excited to say that there are some great news coming around. Um, we're fighting against, you know, this pandemic. The It's kind of plateauing, but on top of everything, people are starting to recognize, you know, just really how important it is to follow the instructions and do everything that they need to do. I'm here to just give you guys the content that you're waiting for and to show appreciation to all of you for coming back and listening. So let's get into it. You can hear every episode of our podcast at Finding ArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. That's through a blog and a newsletter. The blog is a little bit more of the personal side. The newsletter will give you the official goings on through the podcast. That's official, you know, events, programming, everything available through the newsletter on a weekly basis. Last but not least, if you want to become a true super fan, you can do so at patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. There we make it easy for you guys to connect with us. Tell us who you want to come. Um, come in through the doors, DM us, tell us what you're excited to, you know, do this weekend because we have a, a community corkboard that we can highlight those events and share with everyone in the community. So that being said, here are some of our favorites and highlights for this weekend. Uh, The Storytellers Project that's going on live in your own home. They are broadcasting for the very first time the live stream of the Storytellers Project that goes on uh, through USA Today and uh, Humana. These guys always do wonderful um, person to person live shows, but it's going to be even more Uh, incredible to see it live in your own home. So that's taking place Thursday, April 16th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. I encourage you guys, if you're at home, watch it, you know, sit down, really enjoy the storytellers. I always enjoy it. Uh, And tell me how you tell me what you thought of the live stream, how these different pivot changes are affecting, uh, you know, the live experience and how you, you know, want to go about seeing the next live event. Next up is for those of you parents who want to still celebrate Easter, but want to do it in a safe, healthy way. This is the free Easter bunny drive by and wave high event taking place in Scottsdale. It is uh, today from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. April 11th. Picture perfect now dot us is where you'll find more info. I encourage you guys all throughout the community who want to celebrate Easter. Go ahead and do so. Drive by, take a photo, get your kids involved. Uh, happy Easter, by the way. So last but not least is our virtual happy hour crafty hour. Our friends over at Sunshine Craft Co and Moss Point North always put on very, very cool small events in their brick and mortar. But like I said, 
a lot of us can't get out these days. So what they've decided to do is go virtual. Yes, they've decided to go virtual. And this is taking place April 23rd from 6.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Sunshine Craft Co. is putting together this wonderful Zoom call event where you can not only um, have a happy hour, but if you want to do some crafts at the same time, they encourage it. So these are some of the events going on in our neighborhood. I encourage you guys to send us more info at podcast at gmail.com. I promise that I will do my best to get you guys all recognized. I am very excited uh, for a lot of the things that are going on later this month because it gets warmer. We'll see some different changes with security and letting us you know, go out and about. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of promising things coming down the road. I just hope that all of you stay safe, stay healthy, you know, be kind to one another. Um, that'll be it for the end of this intro. We did the community cork board. We are excited to, you know, encourage you guys to keep doing what you're doing and just love and love one another. And we will see you on the next episode of Finding Arizona Podcast. Catch you later. What is it you do and why do you do it? Here at Finding Arizona Podcast, we love to showcase that. And so do our friends at Every Impression Counts. They offer free strategy consultations so you can envision the possibilities for your business or idea, such as websites, social media management, paid advertising like the top of Google, along with advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, video production, photography, podcasting, SEO, blogging, analytics, and so much more. In today's world, it's never been so cost-effective to produce and distribute content with the tools that you have at your disposal. If you've ever thought, what if, just have a convo with my friends at Every Impression Counts. You can find them at eic.agency or check out what they're up to by following them on Instagram and Facebook at Every Impression Counts and tell them Finding Arizona Podcast sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special today. I would love to say that we are face to face, but we are actually not. We were coming to you um, through the magic of Skype, and we are very excited to do this episode for those of you who are inside and uh, really just kind of taking in every bit of what the CDC is telling you. Stay indoors, wash your hands, all of that jazz. But that being said, please welcome my guest. He is the uh, owner of True Fan Marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest, Mike Gillian. Am I saying that right? It's Gian. Gian, sorry. Uh, well, Mike. It's okay. Thank you again for coming in and doing all of this. Behind the scenes, we have uh, just set up our audio systems and we are now full force and running with this podcast. Thank you again for coming and I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's, it's really a blessing. And, and yes, absolutely. I'm glad we have the technology that in case this didn't work, wasn't going to work, um, hanging out and talking in person that we at least have the ability to, to do this uh, remotely. So thanks again for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I um, am very excited for someone of your kind of uh, how you proceed on with what we were going through with the audio stuff so it's like someone who has that much detail and passion for what they do i know that this is going to be a fun exciting podcast and i always tell my fans anytime two podcasters come together it's a good time (laughs) yeah absolutely Uh, so let us uh, start with the question that we usually ask everyone can you give us a little bit of your origin story on how your true fan marketing came to be 
Yeah, it's uh, a lot of a lot of uh, happy accidents and and just saying yes to opportunities. Absolutely. Um, I my background goes. You know, we'd have to probably start with um, my foray in the golf industry. Uh huh. Um, I professionally uh, for at least a short amount of time. Um, a career-ending injury kind of set me aside, and the subsequent surgery um, just really kind of set my career back. And then I ended up uh, going to college relatively late. Uh, I was in my uh, mid-20s when I started. Yeah. And that's really kind of was – it wasn't so much that I had any idea where it was going to lead. It was more so just trying to figure out uh, what opportunities were there for me. And I started as a theater major because I originally thought that I was going to be a screenwriter ah. um, or at least like a playwright. And then that morphed into my passion for philosophy, which ended up being my uh, my background or being my major uh, when I transferred to the mm-hmm. university, uh, Northern Arizona University. Mm-hmm. And from that point, um, I realized that I really didn't know if this was going to kind of work out for me. So um, I ended up dropping out and just kind of became a bit of a nomad for a while, uh, moved to Nevada, yeah. um, just kind of lived out of a, a couple suitcases. And at one point, uh, about four years ago, is uh, at the, around that point, um, Amazon really started to become like the uh, place to go for self-published authors. And I had always thought about writing a book, but finally, uh, during the summer of... 2016. If you ever been to Vegas, it's not much different than than the Valley. Mm. It's hot. No one wants to go outside. Yeah. And so I kind of put the time in, and and within a month, had basically wrote a book about my experiences in the golf industry. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, called a Professional Golf for the Rest of Us, and really it was about um, understanding or, or providing a blueprint for anyone that wanted to play golf professionally. Uh, just what to what to expect, how to understand that it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, the, how really to, the how to's. The how to's. You know, you don't really give swing advice or anything like that to people that are aspiring professionals. Usually, um, unless they're really delusional, um, they usually know that the technical side of it. But this was more about the mental side of it. Yeah. Uh, making that you're always testing yourself. And um, as I've come to learn, and we'll, we'll get to it, that's really uh, the lessons I learned with being a professional golfer really apply themselves uh, to every aspect of my professional and even my personal life. Cool. Um, so I wrote that and ended up writing a couple small ones. Then I wrote a novel, um, which is uh, based all based in Arizona. It's about a kid um, who grew up with similar, um, a similar background to mine, um, lost, lost both parents relatively young Um he was at the, the the title character. Um, he actually was living at a in the uh, cart barn of a or the maintenance yard of a of a golf course in Casa Grande. Oh wow! And, and which was kind of it, it, I never had to experience that, but um, as a young kid, kind of a young angry kid who kind of was had you know there's a lot about family and and learning to trust others in that book, and that was that's probably my my biggest. Um, my most proudest accomplishment as a writer to date. But yeah. around that time is really when I really started to pick up heat as a freelance writer. And that was mostly in the realm of um, writing like how to video or write, writing like how to articles. I'm um, writing um, 
um, affiliate marketing content for golf websites. For sure. And then out of the blue, um, a, a husband and wife real estate team in Scottsdale uh, had was looking for a, a writer who really knew the valley, really knew kind of like the culture uh, to help them with uh, content for their real estate website. And from just by saying yes to that, that opened up numerous other opportunities. Now I get the opportunity to do some video production, uh, photos, and it's really all been about just learning, um, learning new skills. Yeah. And now I've been able to parlay that into basically having my own marketing company that really is focused on providing, you know, very simple, straightforward solutions to anyone that has a knack for something, has a skill, has a talent, and that really wants to convert that skill into something that they can do to make a living. Absolutely. And just from your conversation with just like how you have lived your life and, you know, what you've been through, I can definitely see that your ability to connect with people and kind of understand that the deeper meaning or the story behind what they're trying to get through is something that you try to really um, dig for. Uh, essentially, you have taken your um, life and, and really pushed it into what you're passionate about, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's you know, well, the thing about, um, you know, kind of my journey that I would learn is that I never had a, a set plan for any of this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had no concept of what marketing meant um, <laughs> or what it or, or what it entailed. Um, it, it was really just a matter of taking the skill that I had, which I, I you know, kind of crafted over time, uh, becoming a writer and at least, you know, a fairly decent one. I mean, I never... Um, you can never really know, you know, a lot of times that's very much, you know, what other people think yeah. um, in regard to, in, in regards to whatever skill you have. Um, but at least I've, I've taken that skill though, but it's provided so many other opportunities and it really just started with, you know, putting myself out there, you know, kind of learning from others. And that's, I've really applied that same skill, um, into everything. And now, uh, the, the main uh, purpose for true fan marketing is to be kind of like an example and also just provide what I've learned from these experiences Absolutely. to allow people that can, that have, uh, that whatever it be, it might be, maybe you're an artist, maybe you're a painter, maybe you're really good. Um, even with, if you're really good with numbers, if you want to reach out to people, um, who struggle with math, maybe you have a unique way of teaching it mm-hmm. and you just want to get, use your skills and do something that you really enjoy doing. And that's really what this is, um, creating this company has been about. Yeah, absolutely. And you have, um, I just want to kind of your, your unique story on how you kind of left school and, and, you know, you were this kind of backpacker. I, I wanted to understand a little bit more of that side of you and what that, what that felt like after leaving school or kind of, um, you know, that process, what was your mentality like and what were you kind of, I don't know, thinking or hoping for in that time that you left? Well, the, the great thing is, is that we can, we can, we can tell this story. We, we have two different editions of this story. <laughs> um, and this is for, um, if anything I can do is just to dispel the rumors that yeah. you need to have some kind of, uh, college education, in order to have any kind of successful life. And I am living proof that that's not true. Um, my mother passed away in April of 1999 mm-hmm. uh, from cancer. Uh, she was 30. 
I was just about to turn 14. And at that point, um, my desire for anything interscholastic just went away. Um, sure. I basically I followed. Um, and, you know, the school, the school districts, I don't know if they've changed since then, but at the time, um, as long as you were eligible for, uh, as long as you passed all your classes within the first quarter, you were eligible to participate in the regionals and state of the particular season. And since the golf season was in, uh, in the fall, as long as I had all my, as long as I had passing grades for all of my classes yeah. uh, after the first quarter, then I'd be able to participate in regionals and state. And that was my goal. And from sophomore year, my sophomore and junior year, I made sure I at least met those minimum requirements. Uh -huh. And then after that, I got arrested for truancy once um, for having some uh, godly number. I think when I actually left high school, I had six and a half credits out of 20 that I needed to graduate. Oh, okay. And so, so I eventually, um, but it was never a question of um, if I was smart or if I, you know, just didn't get it. I mean, I learned a lot. In, I learned a lot in school. I just never had the grades to prove it. Mm -hmm. uh, so then I ended up taking kind of the easier route. I got my GED about a year later and then, uh, you know, put my heart and soul into, um, into my golf career yeah. for about four years. And then when that, when that ceased to be, um, I at least had the, um, I at least had the GED, which at least allowed me to get into college or at least see if I could test to. And I, you know, lucky enough, I was, I tested out of all in, any of the, you know, sub 100 courses okay. and it just kind of, it, college was really about figuring out what my next step was going to be. Yeah. And, um, you know, I lived a very straightforward life and I didn't, I didn't have a lot of expenses. I didn't have a family so I could afford to, you know, just basically focus on school mm -hmm. with you know, help of some student loans and really just kind of, and it was the writing class, the, my writing one-on-one -on -one class that I took that really kind of showed me like, Hey, I actually have a knack for this writing thing. Yeah, for uh, sure. Oh, um, so I started going through that and I, I, you know, just did a lot of experimenting. I was in a, um, I was in a play, I was in inherit the wind for the oh, nice spring play, um, learned that you can, you know, put my name under those as it does not work well with others. Um, especially <laughs> in a tight, intimate setting like that, where you're doing four shows a day or four shows a week for three weeks and rehearsals. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, all the, all the respect in the world to people who do performing arts for a living. Cause it's, it's not easy. Um, so I transferred, um, I transferred up to NAU and, um, after the first semester, I, I just, I thought that my life might be headed towards a career in academics, mm -hmm. um, as a professor and that I would go the, uh, kind of go the route of, you know, getting my master's and my PhD and becoming a professor. And then I learned about the, uh, kind of the bureaucracies involved in higher education and that didn't appeal to me either. So, um, it was really a lot of, um, then when I realized that that wasn't it, I kind of had a moment of, well, I don't really know what's what's going to happen or, or where my life's going to go. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that, um, you know, I'd, I'd also around that time I had picked up when I was uh, recovering from surgery, I had picked up a knack for uh, for playing poker. No. And so um, I, and I actually made I actually was, you know, made enough to where I could at least, um, you know, make you know, live off of it, a, kind of, uh, as on a part-time basis. Yeah. Um, so then that's one of the reasons I 
propelled me to move to, to Nevada. And I lived in Vegas and Reno and ah. really just kind of, um, especially in Vegas with, um, the bunch with a great bunch of group of guys that I always thought, kind of thought that my life was going to be working in golf courses while I was pursuing all these other, um, ventures, whether it was, um, whether it had to do with writing, if I was ever going to write a book, um, maybe that was going to kind of be my life. And so this, you know, you go back, that was five years ago, right around this time is when I was living in Vegas and you look at my life now and it's just, it's, it's like night and day. For sure. Um, so it's been, it was really about, um, and it, um, it was really just a, a process of kind of learning what was going to work for me mm-hmm. and making sure that I was in a position uh, to where I had the option, the, the full option to say yes to certain opportunities. Um, a lot of times, you know, I was, you know, I didn't really make, I didn't really start making any real serious money with in, with my writing until I was in my early thirties. Interesting. Um, yeah. And, and that's a long time. And for some people, that's a long time to wait. And, you know, they, you know, you get a, you get a wife and you have kids and, you know, you just kind of life, your life kind of molds itself for you. And so, um, but you know, I've been incredibly fortunate and it was, it, it took a long time to kind of figure it out, but I, I don't regret a single moment of it. And I, I got to have a lot of fun. I did a lot of, um, uh, had a lot of fun experiences and yeah. really, but, but I, at the same time, like I'm happy where my life is now. Awesome. I, you know, that really helps me a lot to kind of take away your experiences too, where, just from there's so many things that I want to ask you. It's like what I mean, as a pool player, as a poker player, because I actually had a roommate of mine who uh, while we were in grad school, he actually took some time off to um, go learn how to become a de- uh, professional like dealer over at one of the casinos. So he was I was his guinea pig to learn how to play poker and like blackjack and all those things. So basically I'd spend weekends with him kind of like learning card like card tricks and little card things that count like, you know, um, understanding the games of poker, blackjack and all those like details. So he had to um, just basically deal to me so that he could train himself how to become a deal, a professional dealer. And it was really fun kind of learning that stuff and learning how the game works and kind of the nuances behind it. And I can attest that that is something once you have that in your belt, like when you go to Vegas and Reno, it's it's a little bit more fun. You know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it really just everything, uh, everything in my life that I've at least tried to excel at, um, it's really just been the same um the same formula, the same philosophy is that you, you know, you start small, you don't put yourself at risk for financial ruin. Yeah. Um, you, you study, you learn, um, you learn from the experiences of others, you read books, you watch videos and, you know, we, um, you know, we're all fortunate now that we have, you know, the resources like YouTube yeah. and, um, even like social media having, um, you know, poker players, they have the two plus two forums where they can interact about certain hands. Um, but the same can be said for, you know, marketers or the same can be said for podcasters. Yeah. I'm um, learning about different, um, structures. You know, I listen to a ton of podcasts, um, and you know, you kind of learn that they all have their own unique, they have their own unique formats. They have their own different kind of sets of questions. 
and they have their own, you know, sometimes it's about an interaction and engagement. Sometimes it's more question and answered. Um, but you really learn, you know, it's, it's really all about, you know, finding things that interest you mm-hmm. and learning about the ways that you can become an expert and finding ways to, and even if, whether or not you turn it into something that you make money at, yeah. um, that's sometimes that's not even up to you. Sometimes that's just up to the market. Yeah, um, absolutely. Really I agree. Just, um, you know, and especially in the case of poker, you know, when, when black Friday hit, um, for those of you that aren't aware, um, online poker, um, as a, as a whole in the state or in the country is illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happened in, uh, 2011. And so yeah. now a lot of them have just moved offshores and now there is no market for that anymore mm-hmm. unless you want to live elsewhere. Um, so, you know, things change and, but the key is, is that if you're, if you're passionate about a lot of things and you have a different skill sets that you want to kind of sharpen and polish that Mm -hmm. there's nothing really stopping you. Yeah. And you know, the other kind of question I wanted to get into was your time, um, as you've built your, your marketing and where did the podcast come into play and the kind of the, the yes moment for you to, you know, open yourself up, like you said before, and you know, the, the category of does not play well with others. Um, I want to know kind of, you know, how did you say yes to doing the podcast at first? And then how did you find yourself kind of, uh, you know, kind of really diving deep with, like you said, the nuances of something that you're passionate about or kind of diving deep with a subject? Well, that, that, that's a great question. Uh, the podcast really just was born about where I, I wanted um, one of the things that I really am passionate about is kind of removing the idea that you have to be special or that you have, there are only a select few of people that can do something that they're passionate about and make a living at it. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, you know, and I've, as we've, you know, probably shared within the, the first, you know, 20 minutes or so that I have a very atypical background. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to find people that, um, that have really, um, you know, found a way to carve their own, uh, carve their own path and, and make a living doing something. And um, it's I'm still in the early stages of the podcast. Um, as I was starting it, I was actually in the process of moving. Um, so I haven't really had a chance to, um, to find a guest, but I'm, but I'm hoping I will. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, for example, like a, actually my most latest guest, um, shout out to, uh, to Katie Fisher Moffitt. Yeah, I was, um, she, I was yeah. listening to that just before I started talking to you. Yeah, as you heard, we actually went to high school together. Yeah. Um, and I just happened to see that she owns a, um, that she is a beautician and um, really her, and you can tell that her story and my story are completely different. You know, she had been working in the, um, in the beauty industry for, you know, 10 years or so before she kind of took that leap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas I just took a ton of, you know, low risk, I took a ton of leaps, but they were very low risk, um, you know, just kind of, you know, deep dives that's, you know, and that really just depends on your personality, but there's more than, there's more than one way to kind of find that. So, and, uh, and I want as a, as a marketer, I want people to realize that you don't there, well, there's, there's two kinds of sides to it. There's no direct path, meaning that you can have, mm-hmm. uh, there's a variety of different ways to get there. And 
the flip side of that is there is no direct path. So uh, don't expect there to be like a defined method of getting there um, because it's different for everybody. And you have to kind of take the lumps and, and figure it out. And um, But when you get there, it's it's very rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I I have to admit, sir, like you, Mike, you killed it on the very first episode. You had one of, um, I think it was the Tempe, uh, oh, sorry, Phoenix Metro Chamber of Commerce. Um, and you had a representative come on. And I have to say, it's like to have something like that as one of your first episodes, that person and just being official, like I'll admit, I was very impressed because for my first, first episode, it was one of my buddies that actually was the guy who um, I learned how to screen print from, and I was just basically like, um, an intern for him. And I met all of these business owners through his screen printing business. And I was just like, can I do this out of your, you know, out of your garage that you're doing your business out of? Can I run this podcast out of it? And he was like, yeah, man, go for it. And so he was married. My very first episode was like him, technically my boss. Um, just kind of like him and I chatting about, the things that he does and what he's been through and just, you know, overall it was a great, cause he had a lot of stories, but it was one of those things that like, I'll, I'll admit, you know, having seeing your very first episode versus and see understanding what my very first episode was, is very impressive to see someone, uh, you know, go dive deep and really knock it out of the park the very first time. Thanks. Um, well, yeah, well, Jason Bressler, uh, you know, he's the yeah Phoenix Metro chamber of commerce, um, founder, and chairman, and uh, I mean, a guy like that makes it easy. Um, our, oh, my yeah. kind of my, my background with him is, um, so this goes back to the golf, you know. So when I was first writing, uh, even when I was starting to get really deep into um, providing marketing for other services, um, I still thought that kind of like my future was going to be promoting my my golf-based works, especially my novel. Like I, I spent, you know, where I think it's been published now for a little over two years. Um, and I, um, and I really thought that that was going to kind of be my, my, the path that I was going to take. Yeah. And so uh, I met him through at a marketing, at a networking event with, that is being hosted, um, by a couple of guys that started a golf networking. It's a on par golf networking. And I got, um, introduced to them by actually my general manager at the golf course in Vegas, hmm. who actually lives in the Valley. Um, he had told me about it and I said, well, sure, I'll, and I can at least come and, you know, bring some, bring a couple hard copies of the novel. And, um, that's how I got to meet Jason. And he invited me to a couple other networking events. And the man is just, uh, a, an incredible connector. Um, he, as you can hear, he's very passionate about, you know, really kind of growing the, the economy side of, of Phoenix. And he, you know, he doesn't just stick to Phoenix. It's um, so if you ever get a chance and if he, if he ever listens to this, um, I think this would be a great podcast for him to, to jump on. Cause you've, you know, just as a, as an aside, you know, what you've done with, with this podcast, um, especially, you know, having the, having the guts to, you know, kind of really focus it just on our state. Yeah. Um, that is very admirable. And, and that's, and so, you know, hopefully this is something that can, can go on for years to come. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. And 
you know, my ultimate goal like you is just to give these, uh, give voice to the, to the small voices. And I have, you know, been surprised and been, you know, just so enamored with every single person who who's said yes to us and um you are definitely one of them i i have to say you know one of the things that i want to learn from everyone is what they've learned from their own community and kind of what they've built as far as um what they've built so far and what they've learned from the people around them their connections to that community i know that you are someone who um has lived a different life and has had had connections in different ways than i have so i i am very I'm interested in learning those uh, and what you've learned from the community, because this is, you know, about finding Arizona and about our community. And there's a lot going on these days. So I also want to kind of um, kind of catch up in uh, modern times and what you're doing to kind of facilitate your own business through these hard, hard times. Looking for a meaningful baby shower gift or perhaps a new bedtime story that shares a message of love with your kids. For listeners who are moms or moms-to-be, or if you have a mom, mother figure, or mom friends, we've got the perfect gift for you to give your kids or the mom in your life. A hardcover illustrated book, The Color of Mother, is written by Arizona author Chelsea Young as a tribute to moms to acknowledge them for who they are while showing kids they are loved. The Color of Mother is a story for children up to age 10 that encourages creativity, helps them express their feelings, and teaches a lesson of gratitude, and is a token of appreciation for moms of any age or any stage of motherhood. Order your signed copy for $24.99 at coloreverything.love. That's dot L-O-V-E. The price includes a custom message, shipping, and a portion of the proceeds will be donated to Amanda Hope Rainbow Angels. It's a Phoenix nonprofit that helps children and parents battling pediatric cancer. You can find a full list of places to purchase The Color of Mother, including 10 Phoenix area stores, and order your copy at coloreverything.love. So as far as Arizona, I mean, I've I've had opportunities to to live elsewhere, and I've and I've taken those opportunities. Um, you know, going through Vegas, there was um, you know I lived a little bit in New Mexico, but there's just something about the culture here um, that really kind of makes uh, makes it special. Um, a lot of what um, a lot of kind of I know that Arizona kind of gets a lot kind of a, of a hard. Uh, kind of a bum rap as far even in like pop culture where, yeah. you know a lot of uh even some of the biggest cartoons uh like the simpsons and uh family guy there's just a lot of a lot of fun is being uh kind of get poked and prodded at yeah we're, we're definitely but, one to get dunked on as far as state statehoods <laughs> <laughs> but i mean if you spend any time here and you really get to know the the kind of people that are around here um it's been it's nothing short of of incredible um that's they kind of the bum rap that people that areas get is that well there's nothing to do but trust me if you spend you can spend an entire day in downtown phoenix or at westgate um downtown scottsdale is probably one of the coolest bustling uh, mm-hmm. downtown areas that i can think of and you know i was a few years ago i was lucky enough to take a cross-country road trip and I've been to, you know, downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. downtown uh, Salt Lake, 
uh, the heart of San Francisco and uh, downtown LA, downtown San Diego. And I've been to a lot of different places and um, there's just something, it's, it's something unique about desert dwellers in particular mm -hmm. um, that just, that kind of sets it apart. Um, as far as my business, um, the biggest thing that uh, we've tried to do um, aside from, you know, just try to, well, from, you know, kind of from a selfish standpoint, um, getting a lot of uh, a filming done just because places are a lot less crowded. Mm -hmm. um, but the big thing that we've been uh, trying to do, um, my girlfriend and I, is mm -hmm. uh, try to do our do what we can to support uh, the local businesses, especially the restaurants. Um, we're both foodies. And we're, we're glad to see that a lot of them are still open. And yeah. so uh, we kind of took the, the, the safe, uh, the safe approach. I mean, we, we at least made sure that we stocked up on enough food here, mm -hmm. but uh, if we have the opportunity to go uh, to one of the local restaurants to grab a, to grab a bite or to grab our coffee, um, we've been doing that a lot and um, yeah. really just try to try to focus on the fact that, um, a lot of businesses, um, especially the restaurants, are very key because um, some restaurants can kind of, or some industries um, can have, uh, they can they can kind of weather the storms a bit, especially you know ones with you know with with strong buffers. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't Walgreens is going to go anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but restaurants, you know, they already run very thin margins. And so this this is the time to if if at all anyone can afford it. Um, that's that's been the main thing from a business standpoint. You know, life is life is good. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping if people have you know if there's any way that I can I can help them kind of reach their message out. But yeah, the supporting supporting the local restaurants or any kind of business that might be filling the filling the pinch right now. Um, that's what's been kind of the most important thing to me. Yeah, I just I think that I'm in the same boat as you. I. And my day job is a landscape architect and I definitely feel the the pressure and kind of the overall experience of everyone feeling anxiety. And uh, I, I'm trying my best to do the same thing. Uh, we have enough food here at the house. And then when we can, we are my wife actually is in the um, in kind of the healthcare business. And she, you know, she's worried all the time, you know, all of her people that she works with, the patients that she works with. And, you know, we, we do what we can, especially being also local people who are very much known for supporting the local community. We want uh, everyone that we've done podcast episodes with to be um, financially successful and staying, a, staying afloat. And then on top of that, you know, we have a lot of other friends who haven't been on the podcast, but we love supporting in the local community. Um, the, my own family has little businesses here in the local community. And, you know, all of that is just to say that we're we're trying our best to do what we can and the same as you we 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 try to um allow for people to use us as a resource but also to provide those resources to others so if you have anyone that you know that um just has like a need or has something that they want us to shout out please i'm an open i'm an open door so both mike and i like if anyone's listening please look us up or shout us out like talk to us let us know what we, we can do to help you guys out um, one of the things I want to kind of ask you personally is like, are you, um, are you guys like, you know, what are you doing to like check in on your parents? Like what's the situation? I mean, just like, I know you and your girlfriend, but it's like, um, 
you know, what are you, what has you done personally or like, what have you kind of um, gone through your daily life to kind of really, cause I know for me, I'm just trying to uh, help my family kind of, cause I'm half native American on my mom's side and they found their first case on the tribe. And one of the devastating things about having a, a deadly virus like this on a, on a tribe is that the elderly are some of the last um, people who know the language full, like that's their first language. It's not their secondary language. That is their very first language that they've learned in their life. And there's not many people like that. So, you know, I know that there's struggles in every different aspects. Like you have mentioned, there's different ways things happen to people. So I want to know from your perspective, what have you kind of experienced? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's a, um, a, from a, from a, from a family standpoint, at least on my, on my side, I mean, pretty much everyone over the age, I think the oldest living relative that I have on my mom's side is, uh, like 60. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, um, everyone else is gone. But my, um, my girlfriend, her, um, her parents are, are in their, um, late fifties, early sixties. Uh, her mom's actually a nurse. Uh, so oh, that's. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a very um, careful thing, but we're really just staying, keeping to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fortunate enough that most of what I get to do is, is from home unless I'm out in the field getting photos or, or taking uh, or, or filming video. Yeah. I wanted to uh, ask you really quick about that too. Um, one of the things that I know really goes well with marketing and things like that is the B roll that you provide for your customers and your and one of the things that I can imagine now is that because there's not a lot of people in the area where, you know, some, you know, places shut down and things like that. Are you grabbing things like that where it's like like uh, opportunities for B-roll that is so magnificent because there aren't many people in the way or there aren't any many distractions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been, um, you know, it's the it's. It's it's important to kind of see the and, and the, well, there's a couple lessons that are involved in this, and that's really that e- even in even in the dire times, there are at least opportunities to do something. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's been, and especially right now because uh, this under normal circumstances, this is by far the most congested the state south of Flagstaff is going to be. Yeah. Um, between uh, between you know the the county fairs, the state fairs. Um, just the perfect weather, like the weather couldn't be better. This is like that golden hour of, of weather in Arizona before the, the heat starts getting cranked up. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's really just a matter of, yeah, like that's been uh, yesterday. Uh, we found some great sunset footage. Um, awesome. And then we'll be in, uh, in Saguaro National Park tomorrow, um, just kind of getting um, getting some other, other content, um, getting some other video, especially at sunrise. Yeah. Um, Cause right. And especially with all the blooms, with all the desert blooms. Oh yeah. Um, they bloomed early this year too. Yeah. It's been, um, it's been perfect. It's been, it's been, a, I mean, but as far as, um, from, from the, uh, as far as the safety side is concerned, it's really just been about, um, just making sure that everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding that the, the social distancing part is, um, it's, it's more so about just making sure that, that our hospitals don't get slammed because the last thing you want um, in any situation is every medic, every doctor focusing on um, patients. And it's important for that. But, mm-hmm. you know, the last then what if, you know, for example, what if there's a, 
uh, what if there's a, a three car accident? Yeah. And there's, you got two people in critical condition and there's nowhere for them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's that, it's that kind of stuff that, you know, that that's really scary. Um, I, I think for uh, over, overall, like we're going to be fine. You know, the, the, the kind of the, the narrative I've had in my head is, um, as, as human beings, as, in, as just as, a as a culture and as a species, we've, we've had, we've endured a, a lot and we've, we've, uh, we've experienced a lot over the course of hundreds and thousands of years. Um, so as long as we're, as long as we stay tough and we, we care for one another, um, it's going to take a lot more than that to, to kind of ruin, um, or it's going to take a lot more than that to, to kind of tear us down. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm on board with you, man. I'm, I try and keep a, a positive light towards everything and I'm a glass half full personality so I'm I'm with you on that. I'm totally looking forward to the day where I can go and, you know, hang out with some friends during happy hour and, you know, enjoy the time that I have with them and all of that jazz. But before I go on, the last bit I usually ask, um, you know, our guest is kind of the future for your business and what you your hopes and goals, because really what we want to do, too, is in this last moment is to provide an opportunity to goal set or to put out into the universe something that they want to accomplish. Because, I mean, with a with, a you know, just kind of the community that we built and the friendships that we have together, I think we can make something special happen for you and your business. Um, this is your chance to really let something that you want to happen come from your heart and just make it say it out into the world right now. What it really boils down to is the fact that over the course of my time, when the time that I started working with the time I joined the workforce up until I started my own business and my business started to flourish is that I've had a lot of different jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even get the number of different industries I've worked in. Uh, most of just trying stuff out, seeing what works, seeing what I liked about things. Yeah. And what I learned is that a lot of people don't like what they do for a living. Yeah. Um, do it out of necessity. Sometimes they do it out of self-loathing. Um, they just, they, they go to work and um, they, you know, just, they collect their paycheck. Even people that make a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, can be grudging about it um, yeah. for whatever reasons, whether they do it out of spite, whether they do it just, um, out of hatred, you know, there's a lot of different motivations, but the people that I've gravitated to most are the people that, and a lot of them have just been clients of mine, people that you know wake up every morning and they're excited to go to get their day started. They're excited to get started on this next project. They're excited to continue working on this other project. Yeah. Um, that's really what's been my motivation. And I want to see the, the ultimate goal for true fan marketing uh, because one of the one of the things that I that I want to be clear about and is that my goal is to have it be a entity that is for Arizona businesses and freelancers and entrepreneurs that are provided tools by other Arizona freelancers, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. So it's really about my language. <laughs> it's really about that and. And not only that, but making creating creating an atmosphere where things are considered where things can be done very simply um, and a lot of times more affordably than a larger firm can do, or even uh, even even an independent team that maybe um, you know like video is a perfect example. Mm. So when a lot of companies 
uh, or when, even when a lot of like small business owners want to create professional looking content, um, you know, they'll, they'll call up a few, um, a few companies, yeah. um, they'll call up some freelancers and they'll, you know, start hearing numbers in the thousands yeah. of, you know, for like a two minute video. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that because if anyone, if anyone's out there, that's curious as to why these cost so much, just go onto like a YouTube video and find out what, you know, a professional photographer or professional cinematographer has and go on Amazon or eBay and look up the prices. Oh yeah. Like, the you know, video equipment, not cheap. If you're, if you're trying to do like even just mid-level professional photography, you're looking at at least a $2,000 camera. You're looking at at least a couple, you know, 800 to $1,500 lenses. Yeah. Uh, the software is not cheap. Absolutely. Uh, the, you know, things can break, you know, it's, it's all, there's a lot of extra costs and just the skill of it is very, it's a very potent skill. It's a very difficult skill. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're paying for a lot of that, but what my goal is to have, um, you know, I've done along with my, with my partner, shout out to Alan Foreman, shout um, out Alan. <laughs> this, <laughs> um, you know, he and I have done some, some projects together where we're using, you know, base level cameras, the kit lenses, some yeah. basic lighting, and we're creating, you know, at least, you know, good quality content without having to charge, you know, what other people might do. Um, the same, you know, I want, and above all else, you know, just showing people that it's not that difficult, mm -hmm. um, especially nowadays. Um, you know, I, uh, one of the things that I also kind of learned about when I was in Vegas was learning how to, uh, code, uh, web, you know, web design. So HTML and CSS. Yeah. And that was, it's tedious. It's not hard, but it's tedious. But nowadays you don't even have to know how to do any of that. If you don't want to, yeah. we have drag and drop builders. Now, um, finding clients is incredibly easy. Um, I use Upwork. I've been, a um, I've, you know, that's kind of what I built my career around. And that's what really got me my start, mm -hmm. but there's Fiverr, there's ways that you can engage with clients and you it's, it is possible to make a living doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. And my goal is to see more people out there taking control of their financial future, taking control of their time, their scheduling, and just having a better life because we're only here once and you shouldn't spend it doing something for 40, 50 years that you just don't want to do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that that part. And I also want to say thank you, Mike, because one of the funny things that I'm kind of seeing that I am kind of uh, saying that I kind of say all the time is work with what you got. You know, if at the end of the day, you know, if you can't afford it, you still have a cell phone in your hand. You still have all these resources. You still have an opportunity to make something that you are, um, you know, you, you can do it you can do something and it doesn't mean that you are um, bad at it or anything like that. It just means that you're still learning. You learn the process first. And then as you slowly build your skill level, you'll make prettier or nicer things that you've done prior to said project. But I think that that's always um, a tenement that I've always told people work with what you got. Don't try and go outside of your means. Don't try and push the envelope too much. It's just work with the things that can that you are able to work with and you can learn the skill level 
And then from there, once you have all the skill level, you get the fancier thing, you get the prettier and nicer thing. And that way, you know how to use it a little bit better or your skill level for that is more adapt to um, whatever scenario that comes across your way. And so thank you again for, you know, letting me re build reassurance on that tenement and that <laughs> saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, Mike, as we finish up here and we're wrapping up, I always kick it to you to let everyone know where they can find you online, any of your social media and any events that you may be uh, going to. I know that events are few and far between right now, but if you have something in the future that you're excited about, this is your chance to promote yourself. Go right ahead. Awesome. So you can find me online at truefanmarketing.com. And you can, social media, the same thing applies. Uh, right now, it's just a Facebook and Instagram, but they're both, uh, and a Twitter, and they're all True Fan Marketing. Uh, Twitter is actually True Fans AZ is the handle there. Mm -hmm. um, you can, as far as events, I, I don't do a ton of, well, hope, I was hopefully going to do some marketing, uh, go to some networking events in the Valley yeah. uh, in April, but now that that's kind of, um, that's kind of, kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, at some point, if you, you know, you can subscribe to any of those um, channels or just visit my website. You can shoot an email and I can keep you up to date. Uh, there should be some YouTube videos coming out where I really start kind of showing people how easy it is to just do the basics of have a website, getting yourself set up to look for clients. Um, and nice. just you know, a lot of, a lot of exciting stuff, hopefully coming in the, especially when there's, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. Mike, thank you so much for coming on our show. I want to also say before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So everything for us is under Finding Arizona Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, if you are in the, uh, if you're seeking to help us out, I appreciate it. There are other opportunities for you guys to go help out others. Um, but if you are at admit about helping us out patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast there we will give you an opportunity to get back something in return that is our bonus uh podcast called fine examination it's 50 questions that we fill up with fun for every guest so hopefully mike if i can pull you aside for just another 10 minutes i'd love to run through these um, rapid fire questions i promise they're fun they're just really easy and we can bulldoze right through it i promise that's absolutely awesome that awesome. sounds great um so before we go ladies and gentlemen i i want to say thank you for listening and then thank you to mike for coming on the show and then we will wrap this up by saying goodbye to all of you and we will see you on the next one goodbye y'all <laughs>